creativelyanddeliberately.com, a podcast where we will discuss how to creatively and deliberately make choices that give life meaning. This is Danette Hansen, your host. This is podcast 16. I have never cared for winter. Dark, cloudy weather drains me. Seriously, I don't have much ambition when it's gray outside. And then there's the snow. Snow has never been my favorite. It's cold and dangerous when it sticks to the roads. I can't tell you how many winters I've dreaded because of the snow. Snow means plowing, putting on extra layers of clothes just to try to keep dry and warm. Okay, it's fun for kids to sled in, but I'm way past that stage. If I went sledding now at my age, it could be as dangerous as driving in a blizzard. Even with my dislike of snow, snow actually has has a purpose. Yeah, this took me many years to accept. Besides the fact that snow first acts like an insulator to help conserve moisture held in the soils over the winter months, it later becomes a water source that carries with it sulfur and nitrogen, which are essential for plants to grow. I didn't realize that the seasonal snow is an important part of the Earth's climate system because it helps regulate the temperature of the Earth's surface. This is what the National Center of Environmental Information, or the NOAA said, snow covers reflect about 80 to 90% of the sun's energy back into the atmosphere, allowing it to help regulate the exchange of heat between the Earth's surface and the atmosphere, thereby cooling the planet. After hot summer months, I'm glad there is some sort of cooling. Now I find it interesting because of one effect, you have another effect. Snow also has health benefits. My husband always says that the cold weather makes him sleep better. I can't say that's the case for me, but I guess winter time can also help lower inflammation and improve allergies. A nice relief from the harvest months. Cooler temperatures also are supposed to boost brain activity. I tend to think that I have to thaw out before my brain really works. A few years back, the snow fell before the leaves on the trees had completely fallen. The wet weight from the snow was too much for the branches and they broke. That's when I really clued into the importance of the seasons. We need to have fall before winter. And thank heavens, spring comes after winter with its new life. Knowing that there's a reason and a time for everything is important as we go throughout life. There are times in life when things are a bit bleak and hard, but that helps us appreciate the times when life is exciting and easy. And everything we go through has a purpose or can provide some type of learning. All the wishing and hoping that winter and snow weren't part of life isn't going to change the fact that they are, and they are purposely. That is the case with other things in life you wish were different than they are, like how eating too many calories puts weight on. Winter months are good with that. I wish you could choose to either exercise to reduce weight or to eat better. But the fact of the matter is it's more about what you eat. So 80% of what you eat and about 20% of what you do, or it might even be more like 90-10. No amount of me wishing it was different is going to change that fact. It's science. If I want to lose weight, I have to pay attention to what I eat and what I think and do. That goes for any goal you set. There are things you're going to have to do to get the results you want. Every goal varies, but planning and follow through are a must. You have to commit, be persistent, and be flexible in order to reach success. 
time and communication are necessary in having good relationships, as well as listening and not always having to be right. Trying to understand before being understood. Stephen Covey is good at reminding us of that, and it's my biggest weakness. I want to be understood first. There's always going to be that give and take in relationships. That isn't going to change. And it can't be all take and never give and vice versa. So no matter wishing it was different is going to make it different. And then there's the forgiving and the letting go of things that we experience. Forgiving and letting go are necessary in order to reach our highest potential in life. The beauty about this is that we have the perfect example. Jesus Christ. Additional to Jesus being our example, he is our savior and he has the power to elevate us as we forgive and let go. I'm so thankful for the reminder that he gives us that we must forgive 70 times 7. So that means forgiving ourselves that many times as well as others. Or maybe even the past as it comes up, we let go maybe 70 times 7. I was listening to a talk by the Christian speaker, Joyce Meyer, that was titled Battlefields of the Mind. She'd mentioned how easy it is to complain about the things you don't like, but it takes longer to complain about it than just getting it done. Maybe examine the things in your life that you wish weren't there and accept that no amount of wishing is going to change the fact that they are the way they are. Now, I'm not talking about the things that we can change. I'm talking about the things that we have no control over. It's easier to just push through the discomfort they might bring. Sometimes the only way past something hard is through it. Just like the seasons, they come in their own time, but find comfort in the fact that they are strategically placed in the order they are on purpose. Complaining only makes it harder on everyone. As an adult, we tend to think that we don't throw temper tantrums like children do, but we do. One temper tantrum that I've disguised as a strong dislike has been canning. I don't like being in the kitchen as much as it is, yet I like having fresh produce. So there's that. Take the little red hen story where no one wants to help the red hen turn the wheat into bread, but they all want to eat it. The animals in this story just avoid the work. In my personal story, I complain about canning, which is much worse than just avoiding the work because I have to face the fact that I am the red hen. The rooster of the house has had to encourage the hen to get it done. And she, which is me, was doing the kicking and screaming. Okay, I didn't scream out loud. Anyway, bottom line, my complaining didn't make for a happy home, and the canning still needed to get done. After I heard Joyce say, stop complaining and throwing a fit and just do it, I decided to take her advice. I envisioned Mater from Cars saying, get her done. I seriously love Mater's character. That's a storyteller for you. Life has been much easier because I just bit my tongue and did what needed done. I admit my rooster helped, but I've done the stop complaining and more than the canning area. I don't know how many times in my field trip demonstrations at work, I'd ask elementary kids, if you don't like a chore, does that mean you don't have to do it? Why did I think that statement didn't apply to me? It applies to all of us. I think of the lyrics that say, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. I'm going with that philosophy from now on. Life isn't going to be all rainbows and butterflies. In fact, think of when rainbows appear after the wet and maybe the windy rain. When do we get a butterfly after its metamorphosis state? 
One word that comes to mind for me in the process of transformations and change is trust. What is trust? Believing and relying wholeheartedly on someone's ability or strengths. Having confidence in someone is huge, especially in God. Having trust and confidence in God is expressed in the well-known scripture, Trust the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. God knows lots more than us mortals. And I have found that the more we trust, the easier it is to trust. Having confidence in the process seems to be a bit more difficult. In the Bible, we read, To everything there is a season, a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted. In other words, a time to then can. A time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. And of course, a time to not throw fits. Learning to trust the process and trust its purpose is easier when you know that there is a time and a meaning to all the things we experience. My mind is put at ease by knowing that all our lessons and experiences are watched over by God, and they are for our good. I can't tell you how valuable it is to trust the fact that we are placed within our families purposely, and we have our specific children on purpose in order to give us the exact experiences we personally need to grow and improve. We need each other to develop into our best selves. That goes for our friends and our acquaintances in our lives as well. I can't imagine living without the love I feel for those in my life. Yes, there are times when I struggle with those I love, but I also know that they can struggle because of me at times too. Yet with the depth of our connections and the love we share, we keep striving and working together. Accepting the times and the ups and downs in life is necessary, but learning to stop throwing fits is a prerequisite to enjoying and living life more fully. See what you tend to throw a fit about and then decide how to stop your complaining and just embrace whatever it is that you need to embrace. Then let me know what has changed for you. Thanks for listening. Creativelyanddeliberately.com